Hi, welcome to your neighborhood pharmacy. Hi, I've got a prescription for diabetes test strips. How much is the copay? Well, it depends on your type of commercial insurance and factoring in your yearly spend, subtracting the deductibles, also depending on your monthly Ugh, allowance. Why can't there be a better option? Or you could try Contour Next test strips. A 35 counts only $19.99 over the counter and proven to be highly accurate. Go to contournext.com slash radio to see if over-the-counter strips are a more affordable option for you. Hmm, I think I'll try Contour Next. Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, my tag team partner and the man, much like Antonio Brown, wishes he could see the Beatles at Red Rocks, <laughs> one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing, as always, as we say during the pandemic, this air quote Saturday morning, sir? Roy, I'm going to do my best not to pass blackout twice mm. in this uh, uh, during this episode. I'll yes. try. Yes. And and this is not your last episode. Can I, can I get a confirmation <laughs> on that? Because some people say that it's their last episode, that they don't want it to be no, the last no, episode. No, no, no. He meant so, in the United States. Um, now, like, if, um, if we were to do a show in Mexico, that right. might be my last. Possibly your last episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ric Flair, um, he is very despondent of the fact that he used the words last match for his <laughs> last match, even though he passed out twice during said last match and faked a heart attack during <laughs> last match. Um, he still wants to kind of get in that square circle again, it sounds like. So... We might talk about that. The most no. By the way, this was the most foreseeable thing to come out of the Rick. But like this was like I mean, if like if if a betting site put this on there, this would have been what what minus six hundred. Yeah, I'm gonna say like I don't even know if you want the odds out there minus minus a thousand minus twelve (laughs) hundred. Absolutely right. Maybe we'll talk about that. But we have a lot of stuff to get to on this edition of the broad tree line we have some basketball news to talk about the Sixers may be in the mix for a superstar talent we'll talk about that of course we are in the in the mix ladies and gentlemen as you are hearing this there have been preseason football games played the local team will have played a preseason game so we can't we can't give you a recap of game one but we'll kind of give you our thoughts heading into game one for the Philadelphia football Eagles but we are back ladies and gentlemen in the swing of things as far as NFL football is concerned. We also have some baseball to talk about. We don't talk a lot of baseball on this show, but the Phillies are slowly sucking us back in. So we will discuss what's going on with the Phillies. More importantly, um, we're going to talk about Jimmy Rollins. Yes. And the, yes. And, and, and the very, because I like, because I feel this is a worthwhile debate that mm-hmm. like, does, does attending a game equate your fandom? Or like, I don't question. know. You no, know, I, I think equate a fan basis because like, I don't know, like not every fan can go to a game, but I would think that there's enough fans in a metropolitan city to, I'm not even asking for a sellout every game. And Mm -hmm. one, like, I don't know, there've been, there are a lot of factors, but I see a lot of, I see a lot of pack stadiums around baseball. Well, not a lot, but like all the good teams, Phillies are what 13 games over 500. Like I, I, I feel that it's a, like I think it's a is this team good enough to invest money in? Like I think I think it's the yeah they're good enough to like watch it on TV. Like I don't know like that's easy. But are you willing to like pack the kids in the Honda Pilot? Are you willing to pay twenty five bucks for parking? And like no, I think that's where because I feel like that's a like that that's a sign of legitimacy for a for a fan if you're spending dollars on that product you're like okay i'm i'm invested yeah yeah we'll talk we'll definitely talk about jimmy rollins's uh, comments and there have been some other comments as well about whether or not there was quote unquote enough fans uh, at the ballpark uh, for for this phillies team so we'll talk about that of course we'll talk about the bad news the bad cloud hanging around the phillies with that doof um pete rose coming into <laughs> town last week so we'll talk about that as well and of course as what seems like it happens every single week, we have more accounting news as it comes to the release of the WWE. <laughs> yes, um, the accountants are working overtime. This is not Bloomberg. This is not a Bloomberg podcast, but no. <laughs> but 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 we try to give roots to our to our accounting backgrounds. Absolutely right. So more accounting news in the world of professional wrestling. So a lot of stuff to get to on this edition of the show. Sit back, relax, take a ride on the broad street line. The future sports talk radio is finally arrived. Any shots, my friend? 
No, let's just give the usual thank yous. Shout out to all you guys for listening to us and supporting us, however and wherever you do so. Whether you listen live on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, or if you catch the replay wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, YouTube Music, Spotify, just do a search, Spreaker, just do a search for the Broad Street Line, download, download us to your phone, your iPad, your computer, your MP3-enabled device. Listen to us at home or take us with you on the go. We are a very, very accessible show. You can also follow us on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line this Sunday. What soccer huge, games are on this? Huge Sunday? game in the premiership, ladies and gentlemen. Tottenham, Chelsea, big time game for the Blues. How huge early game. do you need to get up for this game? Sunday, 1130. Okay. So this is a Sunday because most games are Saturday. So Sunday, 1130. So I, I can actually do something with my Saturday mornings, <laughs> unlike most weekends. Sunday, 1130, big game for the Blues against Tottenham. That's what I'll be tweeting about Sunday. What are you tweeting about, my friend? Is it football all uh, weekend? Uh, I think I'm going to um, – I don't th- – I'm going to – no, this weekend I'm going to attempt to, like, start some fantasy football research because I really nice. have. And I nice. think – and I think – the season's almost coming, and next week is next week is Madden weekend. So mm. I, I mean, I have to I have to prioritize. I need to like I don't know get my head in the books. Yeah, I meant to ask you about this. Yeah, yeah. Please, please do your research because in a couple of weeks we got to do a fantasy <laughs> show uh, before the season starts. So please do your research. I have done none. Um, I just keep seeing eighteen thousand tweets about taking. Um, McCaffrey number one, and I'm like, I'm not doing that. No, 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 <laughs> no. I think enough. I think like, I, like I think enough people that I know in my league anyway <laughs> don't listen to this, <laughs> or like I don't know, like maybe they won't listen to the next few weeks when we're talking about it. So I don't. So so I'm not handing out any um insider secrets. But yeah. like I know, like I feel that like I don't know, like like in I but I feel that just the 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 evolution of football and fantasy football is the, the wide receivers are the most important players to draft now like I, especially now like especially in PPR leagues because before you didn't have a lot of dudes catching 115 balls 120 right. now that's like now like three four five guys are that's happening to every year so and and one the passing league now I think the wide receivers are more – you can predict what wide receivers are going to score touchdowns more than you can with running backs because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, because, one, I, I mean, what 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 team doesn't have a running back, like, not, not even a duo? Like, I don't know, what – a foursome. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know. Like, it's, it, it's beyond the committee. Like, it literally is a running back by committee. So, it, it really – it really changes your strategy. It's like, do you just YOLO your running backs going forward and just get the sure things at, at, at wide receiver and even quarterback? But me personally, I still like having one like bell cow running back. That and and I've always I always went with two. That's just not possible anymore because there aren't you can't not, have two. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah. mean, I think that second guy. You just need to take a flyer on, and someone someone mentioned this. It's a really good point. It's like though, like trying to draft your running back two in like those fourth to sixth rounds. That's almost like a wasted pick because all those guys you could find the four to, fourth to sixth round running backs in like eight to ten. You just need to find the right one. Right, right. You definitely need to hit a, hit on a lick. Yeah, before there was like you said before the kind of prevailing notion was. All right, you know, whether you're in a 10 team, 12 team, 14 team league, basically every pick in the first round was a running back. Like, we're past that. Like, I, I don't think we're at that stage anymore because, quite frankly, there's not 12 good running backs that you want to no. take in the first round. So, yeah, so we'll talk more about fantasy uh, when it comes up. Maybe I will crack open the the, the fantasy. I was going to say crack open the magazines, but those things are like $11.99 right now. Like, I'm not <laughs> buying those anymore. We're, we're past we're past buying those. But we're not past talking about fantasy football. We're not past talking about fantasy football. And – talking about actual basketball. Maybe it's a fantasy for Sixers fans, but the latest news that Kevin Durant may be, well, no, I'll say this. Kevin Durant said, considers the Sixers a quote-unquote welcome landing spot. That is not fake news. That is not a fantasy. That is a report by Ian Begley of SNY. Kevin Durant 
had a meeting with Nets Governor Joe Tsai in London, I believe it was last week. Um, he said that the team either had to pick between him or Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Uh, Joe Tsai later, later came on Twitter and said, hey, you know what? We believe in our front office. We believe in the front coaching staff. We have our full support behind them. So that leads people to believe that Kevin Durant may be on the outs or is definitely on the outs in Brooklyn. Obviously, the team that appears to be at the head of the race is the Boston Celtics due to the whole Jalen Brown thing. But the Sixers, again, have some capital that they can send Brooklyn's way. And Durant considers the Sixers a welcome landing spot. So it's not going to happen. But let's dream about this for a second. And let me turn this over to you. And I think we might have talked about this a month ago. I'll say this again. And I know we're on the same page. And I haven't even talked to you about this. (laughs) If the Sixers are asked to trade any and everything that's not named Joel Embiid, you do this deal, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, no, I official think, position. I know. I think if, like I think the wild question is like if you're going to take it to the extreme, would you trade Embiid for for Durant? I think about it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, like, for me, that is for me still. Kevin Durant's one of the three and a half, three four guys that you can build a championship team around. Yeah. Emphatically, still. And and me, I'm not even a big fan of Durant. Like just just his overall, like I don't know, just just his surliness, and just like I don't know, just constantly like I don't know, just unhappy. But I, I mean, like take all that aside, he is still one of the best players on the planet. He he's one of the guys that like I don't know, in playoff time, can get you a bucket when you need it. Doesn't mm-hmm. really matter who who his teammates are. Like I I, I mean like. I mean, he was getting buckets with, I don't even know who who was next to him in the Nets. Bruce Brown? Nick Claxton. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, his resume is is legitimized. Like, I don't know. Like, do, do I know if he can be, like, I don't know, the best player with this certain, with this cast of characters? I'm not sure. But, you know, I am sure of that he could do better than Embiid. Because I, I think what – the jury's out on like the well, no, the jury's not out. They they're definitely out on is can Joe like can Joel Embiid lead a team to a finals? Right. So far, the answer is no. Right, and you know that that's the question. People because again, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter because Twitter is not real life say <laughs> that they wouldn't trade Tyrese Maxey for Kevin Durant. And okay, people like I understand your affinity for Tyrese Maxey. He's a very, you know, engaging personality. He's always around the city. Just had a camp for the kids. I give you all that. He's Kevin Durant, all right? He's Kevin Durant. Like literally like you said, one of the three or four guys in the league who could basically do whatever he wants to on a basketball court regardless of who's guarding him. And if you have to trade Tyrese Maxey for Kevin Durant, you do it. Your question's really the question because that's the question you got to think about for a second. Would you trade Joel Embiid for Kevin Durant because well for multiple reasons, but I don't know if a Kevin Durant, James Harden team wins a title, but again, but you Dur- definitely it- know, but you definitely know that a Joel Embiid, James Harden. I, they, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if that team wins a title. I know that team is better than the team we saw last year. Yeah. So- no, no. I think that is the, like, for me, you're like, I don't think this current iteration of a team, no matter how you kind of add or subtract or whatever, they will never be. They will never be one of the prohibitive favorites to get to a finals in the Eastern Conference. Sorry, they won't be. Like I don't know. Like I don't know. They're they're not on a Boston level. They're not on. A, they're not even on a Milwaukee level. I I know a lot of people are um, are taking the Harden bait. I mean, even Bobby Mark said it. I, I mean, like unless unless he knows Ponce De Leon, I don't. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think like I don't know. His like no, it, it's going to be very similar to what Chris Paul's renaissance was. But you know what happened during Chris Paul's renaissance? He broke down in the end. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, like I don't like there is Father Time is just he 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 undefeated quite literally. Yeah. It's just I I mean, are, are are you gonna get an extra round, a couple extra rounds on 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 Father T? Yeah, but at some point he's gonna give you. He's going to give you the knockout blow. And I think I don't, I just, is Harden good enough to maybe, like, I don't know, B 
beat Father Time for an extra round? Yes, mm-hmm. sure. But is he good enough to get you to the to the promised land? I just, I just don't see any. I need evidence. I need past history. I don't see it, and I don't know if there's a like there's enough dudes that can if the when he when his when his ability or just like I don't know his stamina because I really think it's stamina and just his body diminishes. Is there someone on this team that can legit pick up the pick up the slack and be his doppelganger? Not even game-wise, but can take the shots. Can take, like, I don't know, because I still don't know if he, like, can can he take important shots? Well, I think the question, I mean, I think the, the hopeful answer to that question is, is Tyrese Maxey. Obviously, you want Tyrese Maxey to be that guy. But you're right. Like, even if Tyrese Maxey, you know, is that guy, if he can be that guy who can take those big shots and kind of lead this team, you know, win the bird is not on Embiid and win the bird is not on Harden, you know, is this team still better than the Milwaukee? Is this team still better than, you know, what we think the class of the Eastern Conference is, the Boston Celtics? No. Like, if you told me right now that Tyrese Maxey is your number two offensive option down the stretch, I'm like, all right, that's cool. That's cute or whatever. But this team still dude, is lacking in dude, a bunch of, different, no. bunch of different areas. Now, Roy, like, I don't know. I guess this is like, you mentioned the Celtics. If the Celtics get their end, is this kind of season just, it, is it anticlimactic at that point? Yeah, I think, see, I, I think right now, as it stands right now, if nothing happens, obviously Durant will go somewhere, but let's say, assume nothing happens. If something, if nothing happens right now, again, I think, and we, yeah, we've talked about this before, I think best case scenario for the Sixers team, well, actually, you know what, I'll say it both ways. Best case scenario for the Sixers team is still probably Eastern Conference Finals, still probably Conference Finals. I think if Durant goes to the Celtics, obviously there's zero barring injury, there's zero chance they'll get past the Eastern Conference Finals. So, yeah, so it is a little bit of a difference. Yes, if Kevin Durant goes to Boston, they ain't making the NBA Finals. If he doesn't go to Boston, all right, maybe there's a shot of something. If it's still, you know, like, no, like, up, is you know, it is, is the prevailing thought among realistic fans, not, once again, not Twitter fans, because, once again, we got, we got to give a disclaimer now because people are just getting more bizarre by the day on that app. It, for 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 normal casual just like I don't know like big time or, or whatever how no matter how you slice it Sixers fan is it finals or bust still or or are you like me that is just you know what let's just get to a conference finals and just like that would be a that would be considered enough to like say that like I don't know this whole Arrow was not in vain. No, I think normal Sixers fans says conference finals. I okay. think I think I think I think a reasonable per, a reasonable person says. What are finals. you? Oh, uh, no, it's conference finals. Okay. Like, it's, it's it's conference it's conference finals. You so, have so a you have to you have for, to get to a conference finals. Okay. okay. No, like to. just this year, not not no, whenever whenever the NBA era, whatever like, you call it. But I feel like this is the best chance because I don't know if you have James Harden next year. And I don't know, like, I don't, if, I don't know if, like, it, it really all depends on how the season goes. If the season goes meh, is that just going to be, like, a mutual parting? I would think so. Oh, yeah, I would think if they have a, if they have a meh season and get, you know, get run out of, run out of the gym and in round two and whatever, I think it's probably, I, I think it's, well, uh, see, I don't know. Because, again, like, it, it depends on how, how James Hart, James looks. No, no, because, because I, I, I mean, not. Not to be obvious, but I mean the entire season. I mean the literally entire season is on the shoulders of James Harden. Yeah. If he's twenty, if he's nineteen twenty, yeah, nineteen twenty, or no, twenty twenty one. I keep forget my pandemic years. Like I don't know <laughs> if he's if he's like the first thirty games of Brooklyn James Harden. They're going. They, you know what? I'll say it. They got a puncher's chance against the Celtics if he's yeah. that. Yeah. But if he's a mix of last year Harden and last and last year no last year Nets Harden and last year Sixers Harden, they're not like even if they make the conference finals, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of fluke. Like I don't know. Like I just want a conference final and just like I don't know. Just don't get like I don't know. Like just don't get tombstoned in like the first two minutes. Like Pete Rose did. <laughs> like no. Like I don't know. Just. Like put up a fight, like Miami did. 
none of this is going to matter though when George Niang and Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris are shipped up to shipped up to Brooklyn for Kevin Durant. When Kevin Durant joins the squad, we don't have to worry about what James Harden we're going to get. We don't have to worry about any of that because how many other Kevin picks Durant. you have to add onto there? 30? I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. Uh, how many Jaden Springers I got to add to the mix? You can take them all. You can take Jaden Springer no, like, and add it too. That's cool. I know we're I like care. I don't know. I know we're joking, but what were the odds you you put on this? Eight percent. For the Durant five. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not like no, like no, the, the, I mean, the Celtics like, thing makes the most sense. No, I mean, and and, and yeah. right like. This is like, if we're being honest, six don't have any assets other than Maxi. They don't. No, no, they, they, they don't. Like, like Tobias Harris, very fine individual, not really an asset. Congratulations <laughs> on the wedding, Toby. Yeah, no, congr- I, congratulations, I, Toby. Congratulations. Yeah, no, like I don't know. The Celtics just have too many. Like, even if they gave up the farm for Durant, like I don't know. Say they gave up Jalen Brown, they gave up Grant Williams, Derek White. They're still a stack team. Like, yeah. I don't know. They're the only team that can trade over tra- – because I think a lot of teams have seen what if you trade for even a super-duper star like Kevin Durant, if you just give up the farm for this guy, he he's not able to – like, I don't know. Like, he's able to carry a team to what went around, but it defeats the purpose of bringing a superstar in right. if you if you don't have the – like, like the, the, the horses to win a championship. The Celtics, I don't even like the Warriors. Maybe like I don't know, and and and, and I don't think they they'd ever want to just visit that Curry Durant dynamic. But right. like, say they like I, I mean like, I don't even say that's an overpay. But say they give up three legit rotation players, not like end of the rotation. You got two starters and a bench guy plus right. whatever tr- trove of picks they want. The Celtics are still deep. Hell, they might be deeper than the Sixers. No, I must say like they still like you still would have Durant and Tatum, and they just signed Malcolm Brogdon. You know, the other yeah, and day, no, and and, and you have Smart. Robert Williams. Like I don't right. know, they want to trade Horford. Like I don't, yeah, or like, that's I don't fine. like, no, <laughs> like they. But this is why you draft well. Like I don't know, not even just to like field a competitive team, but like it, it, in the event that a superstar becomes available, the the player like I don't know, and like unfortunately. For Sixers fans, Celtics have a lot going for them. Like I don't know. Like apparently he wants to play with Marcus Smart. Like I don't right. know. random. Like I don't know. Like Ime Adoka is highly respected among players. And like I don't know. Like by the way, you think Kevin Durant cares that like Boston fans would have a few racist fans? He doesn't. No, no. He'll. I think he'll figure it. Out. I think he'll get over that. You know, I don't <laughs> think want to be. No, Brooklyn, I mean, so. But it all kind of. It, it's all about rings. Like I don't know. And and Durant. He he'd be the best player on that team. Yep. Like I don't know. Like he's sliding. Like to be honest, like I don't know. He should have probably went to Boston like five years ago. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like if, like Kevin Durant should have went to Boston. You know, like if, if like he shouldn't have left OKC if we really want to be honest with it. But if you're going to leave OKC, Boston would have been a perfect landing spot for for a Kevin Durant um, if he was concerned about his legacy. But that's neither here nor there. Speaking of Boston, though, um, I do want to mention the NBA plans to retire Bill Russell's number. Um, each player uh, in the league who currently wears number six will be grandfathered in so they can continue to wear it. But no one else will be assigned number six going forward. And um, every team in the league will wear a patch honoring uh, the legacy of Bill Russell. Um, I'm not surprised at this at all. Um, there was a question though on Twitter. It was like, oh, will there be other players who, who the NBA do, does this for? Um, because again, Bill Russell, obviously both on and off the court has left. No, 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 like, like, to have your number retired, you need to actually make a contribution off the court. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, people are saying Jordan. I'm like, you'll never – you won't meet bigger MJ fans than me. But, like, I don't know. Let's be honest. Like, I don't know what contributions that Michael Jordan made. That, like, I don't know just anything outside of the – the, the like, like, like the hardwood floor. Like, I don't know. He built an empire. But Bill Russell's actually made, like, like human rights like that, that, that have affected human beings. So, like, I don't know. Other than – Jordan blessing me with some Chicago ones. Like, <laughs> no, like maybe Kareem would. Like I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Eventually, like, and but of course, this only happens posthumous, posthumously. I think that's how you say it. Posthumously. Like, no, yeah. So uh, I think Kareem would probably well in the like whenever someone the next person passes. But you gotta you gotta do something other than like I don't know score points. Sorry. Well, here, let me, and Kareem, I agree with you with Kareem, because again, Kareem had the on-court accolades, 
you know, six MVPs, six finals MVPs, a bunch of titles, all that stuff, and everything he did off the court, again, much like Bill Russell. But Wayne Gretzky has 99 retired by the NHL, and Michael Jordan is on the Wayne Gretzky-ish level when it comes to basketball. You can't make a case for Michael Jordan having. Oh, oh no! Oh no! You absolutely can. Like All I don't right, know. I think, I think they will. I really think oh, they oh, will. No! 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 Come on, man! You know how many people gonna buy uh, a Jordan patched? Like I don't know a jersey with a Jordan patch. And you know how much junk man gonna make? Oh, no! I, I mean, like yeah. if no, no, like I, I'm saying, like I don't know if we're being ethical. <laughs> like I don't oh, know. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, <laughs> but I mean, like realistically, MJ, but. You also don't want to retire too many jerks, like like league wide. Three? <laughs> we can oh, do yeah, it. Three. Oh, no, no, but let's not retire Magic Johnson. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Like, yeah, that's the like, cutoff. Like, those three sorry, are the cutoff. That's it. Those three are the cutoff. Sorry, like I don't know. All due respect to him, we, we we can't. We're not doing that with Kobe. Yeah, no Kobe, no LeBron. Like we're not no, doing, like we no, cut, no. we cut we cut off at three. Yeah, no. Like I don't know. Like you need to keep this at one hand. Minus, no, minus no, three. no, three. Forget the one hand. Three. It, it no, ends like, three. So in that's like it. the history of the sport, yeah. do it for like two, three people. That's, that's it. That's it. And that's anyone it. who quest who who adds another one, no. Just no. stop them at no. 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 Larry Bird, no Tim Duncan. No, like because I feel like I don't know, people will say, Oh, LeBron, no. 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 Gotta stop with this, like, I don't know, thing that like LeBron is just this, like, I don't know, like. He's a great legend. He's a legendary player. But to say that he's like re- revolutionized the game is just bonkers. It, yeah, we're not, he hasn't. yeah, we're not doing this with LeBron. We're not doing it with Steph. We're not <laughs> doing it with anybody. No, Kevin Durant. No, we're not. No. We're not, well, if Kevin Durant comes to Philly and wins the title, maybe we can talk <laughs> about that. But no, we're not doing that. Um, let's talk some football. Let's switch up a little bit and talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Jason Kelsey undoing a procedure this week to clean out his elbow. Didn't sound like it's a major deal. Um, he expects to be fine and ready to go for week one. Speaking of week one, we've seen the first iteration of the possible depth chart for week one. And I want to I want to put it out there right now. I'm back. I'm back on the Miles Sanders bandwagon. <laughs> I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. He is RB1, not sharing that spot with anybody else. I believe in Miles Sanders. His coach. Kind of believes in Miles Sanders. He says Demand, he does. No, this is he the year he he's demanding. This is the year he's demanding respect, whatever that means. I don't know what that means. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, I believe Miles I Sanders. Mean, if, if the dude can't ball out in his contract year, then when 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 is he gonna? No, no. no I asked the question. It's like because you hear all this, like I don't. No, because you're gonna hear a lot about these these running backs because they're just disposable, like anything. Yeah. Like most disposable position in sports, I think. But like, like, cause you'll you'll hear about the Josh Jacobses and the Miles Sanders that like are on the last year of their deal, and pretty much the team isn't giving them an extension. It's like, like, like it, I don't know. Is, is it like trading like a Coke for a Pepsi, or is it trading like I don't a summer shanty for another beer? I don't know. Like I don't know. Like, <laughs> like no, is is there much of a difference between Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders? That's what I'm getting at. Well, I mean, they do different things. Um, so from that standpoint, yeah. But I mean, like, like as far as like net value to a team, I mean, they're probably about the same. Like, I, I to be honest, like I think if you asked us, if you gave Nick Sirianni a true serum and said which one would you rather have, I think you'd rather have Josh Jacobs because he brings something different to the table that the Eagles don't really have. Oh, what you mean, follow blocking? Well, I mean, he's that. Well, yeah, but he's that. <laughs> he's a big physical guy who's like, yo, catches the Josh ball. Jacobs the ball. Well, that too. But hand Josh Jacobs the ball, he'll get you four yards. He won't get no. you nine, but he'll get you four. You know four. what, man? This is like if Miles Sanders does anything, I mean anything this year, just be a home run hitter. If you're not going to, like, I don't know, follow the the effing blocks from, like, the best <laughs> offensive line of football, if you're not going to hit that hole, like, four times out of five, sure, whatever. Knock yourself out. But that fifth time, you got to get 30. 35. No, I, I mean, like, this is where I think, like, you need, like, this is what the Eagles have been missing for. They started to get that back a little bit last year when, like, Hertz was improving and you had Devontae and, like, I don't know, you had Goddard make him. You need to make splash plays. You mm-hmm. need, like, I don't know. This is where I think, because 
from all indications, the defense is going to be the stronger unit. It is. Like, I don't know. Like, and it should be. Like, I don't know. You you invested a lot of resources into that defensive line. Apparently, Jordan Davis is like Thanos. Did I make a good correlation? Is, that's pretty is, good. Is, that's pretty good. Yeah. Is he Thanos? Like, okay. Yeah, that's good. Like, that's good enough. Yeah. Okay. No, no I, I feel like, I don't know. Like, this defense, like, but but also, in the, like, I think that offense needs to be opportunistic, too. So if the defense gives you a short field, you can't be getting three anymore. Like, I don't know, because I feel that that was a lot of a one the defense to turn the ball over, to turn teams over for, like, 80 years. Yeah. But, like, I, I feel this is the team. You got James Bradbury as your RB2, like, CB2. Like, this is major. And you got Avante back. You got, I don't know, a passable, like, safeties. The linebackers might not be terrible. Like, I don't know. And pe- people need to, like I said, need to just chill on the Kobe Dean stuff because apparently he just ain't ready. Like, I don't know. And I don't want to, like, but I think with TJ Edwards, with with um White. Kaiser White. Yeah. yeah, Kaiser White. Like, I don't, like, you might have, like, some dudes that could, like, make plays. So all I want is, like, I don't know, when they give you a short field, Miles. Just like, I don't know, when you break that outside mm-hmm. for the 18th time in, like, three weeks, just make your man miss and score a touchdown. Like, I don't know. Like, I just want at some point, the like, these erroneous runs to, like, actually, like, if you think you're smarter than Jeff Stoutland, make them pay, man. Like, <laughs> no, like, I don't know. Earn your respect. Uh, like, just, just earn it. Five and a half yards per carry, Miles Sanders. I just want to put that out there. Like, just imagine if he followed blocks. I just want to put that out there. Five and a half yards per carry, Miles Sanders. It's now, there, like, ladies and gentlemen. No, like, like, will we eat? Like, will he? He'll probably play a little bit in the preseason. Like, I don't know, but like, game one, how many times will he not? Like, I don't know. Will he take a, a flat wing and eat it like I would before I learn how to eat? <laughs> and just leave like like thirty percent of like. Meat on that bone. Well, he's playing Detroit, so I mean, there <laughs> Bro, should be I don't a... think it's going to be bad. I don't yeah. feel like people yeah. are, are are saying that. No, this is not like this is not your. And I haven't watched Hard Knocks. I'm going to watch. I think that's going to be something I watch this week in the first episode because I feel like the Lions are compelling and they got a lot of likable dudes on, like coaches, players, all that stuff. That's not a gimme game. Like, and and I think this is where the Eagles need to just like I don't know if they're real or legit because. I don't know if people are noticing the NFC does not look like world beaters at all. Like, I don't know. You got Brady leaving like, like just randomly, like there's just weird, like, especially with that whole Miami dolphin scandal thing. Like he got thrown in there and a table and like, they got their dudes are old. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and you, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers looks like without, without Devonte Adams. You got the Cowboys that have just, proverbially choked for like 30 years. I don't know what the Niners are with Trey Lance. Like, I don't like the Rams. Like, I don't know. Whenever you got a quarterback that's already dealing with an injury. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And Stafford's already dealing with some like little tennis elbow. It, you got a shot. And like, I didn't think you had a shot, but and it's not saying that the Eagles are elite, but if you are opportunistic and get mm-hmm. off to a good start, this is the year. To like, I don't know, take advantage of like not a top you couldn't do this in the AFC. They got like the AFC has like eight elite teams. Right. Yeah, the AFC has a ton of good teams. Like, but like you said, you can look at every of the quote unquote elite teams in the NFC and pick pick off a weakness or two or pick off a major person they lost in the offseason. You know, Amari Cooper, Devontae Adams, you know, you just go down a list uh, of teams. So, you know, the Eagles have a shot, you know, if if things hold up this year, if Miles Sanders holds up his end of the bargain. Uh, this year as well. Uh, Quez Watkins is your slot receiver on the depth chart. Uh, Rager Ward and Zach Pascal are your backup receivers. Jay Joel is the very last tight end listed <laughs> on the depth chart. Man, um, you know what? Like, he seems like a really good guy. Let's go. Like, I don't know, but I, I, like at some point, Brock, this you got it. a college degree from Stanford. This You're is smart it. as anything bro this is it yeah this you gotta it. like i don't know like if, if this ain't it just go to palo alto work in silicon valley and just make a boatload of money because this ain't it dude like i don't know like i don't know like anytime i mean jordan matthews was before he tore his acl he turned into a tight end i'm like 
that just means you were just slow. <laughs> yeah, this is not it for 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 JJ. Like, and he wasn't that overly physical either. No, like, that's the thing. Like, like, he, he was, was a like, good blocker. Like he was yeah, fine. Like, like special teams. Yeah, but it's like it's not like he was overpowered. Like usually right. when you look at like the converted tight ends, like even like a Tyree Jackson, right? Six seven, two sixty. JJ ain't any of that. No, he's tall though. He's tall. He's, he's tall though. <laughs> Um, you mentioned the linebackers again. TJ Edwards having a great camp, according to all things, all people in the know. Kaiser White and Hassan Reddick are your LBs. Um, Nicobe Dean, like you said, don't expect too much out of Nicobe Dean. He's your backup middle linebacker. He'll get a little bit of time. Actually, he'll probably get a decent amount of time in preseason. I don't think you'll see him a whole lot during the regular season. No, no, I um, think, no, I think Nicobe Dean was a long term pick. I think, yeah. I, I think Eagles Nation. Just got a little too excited when they look at like the Georgia tape. Because a lot of times, like people like see, like, oh, how did this guy slip three rounds? 98, not every guy's DK Metcalf, where like, I don't know, you see, like, I don't know, some freak get like picked and like, like, there was a reason why he slipped some injury stuff. He's old, he's undersized. Like, I don't yeah. know, does he have great instincts? But how many dudes came in the league with great instincts and just couldn't hack it because they weren't big enough? Like, I, I think. You just like this is a red shirt year for Nicobe Dean. Learn, yeah. like I don't know, and like, hell, I can't think of a better team you could learn off of. How many pros you got on this team? You got Fletch, you got BG. Like I don't know, like just not don't. Ex- but I don't think they need Nicobe Dean. Like I don't no. like they got enough dudes to handle the like. Roy, how did in two years did this team become one of the like the 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 least deep teams to like a massively deep team with like a lot of young talent? Well, no, I'll, I'll I'll say it from last year. Like last year, like this team had a you know bottom, you know twenty fifth percentile in terms of talent. Like I, mean, I think they were the bottom one of the bottom eight teams in terms of talent last year. Talent wise, this might be a top ten team. Like overall, this is yeah. in terms of pure talent in the NFL. It is that's no, a, I mean, no, that's a pretty good you know boost in one year. So no, I think this shows. Like this shows. I don't know how some of these teams are perennially bad. Like I don't know and. What well, did have, well, like, uh, well, they're yeah. running terribly, but like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many extra picks did Eagles have? Two? Like, they didn't have, like, it's not like they processed themselves. Like, I, I mean, they got an extra pick from the Dolphins and they got an extra pick from. I mean, those are really good picks. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I mean, like, it, one pick shouldn't change the, the, the course. Like, it, it's just consistent. Like, I don't know. You got, like, and like, they had two good drafts. I'd say very good. I, I like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Not. I don't like giving grades on this draft, but I mean, it from and one, you just got pedigree dudes. Like, I don't know. Like you see a Jordan Davis and you're just like, he a dog literally from Georgia. Like, mm-hmm. just why did it take so long to just say, Hey, wouldn't it be great if we just drafted pro ready guys from the sec? Listen, Belichick's been giving you the blueprint for years, man. Just draft a whole bunch of sec dudes. And like most of these dudes are probably going to pan out. Give me all the Alabama and LSU and Georgia dudes, because more more often than not, the batting average for those dudes is like sixty percent. Yes, like, this is no, just the way to no, go. Like, <laughs> you don't get many busts. I'm right. not like I, I like other than like the character guys. Like you'll get a Reuben Foster, but yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. know. he didn't fail because he was a bad player. He failed was he because he was, he was a knucklehead. Like yeah. I don't know. You like usually because these guys are. That's why these guys go to these schools because it's an apprenticeship. You got. The Sabins and the Kirby Smarts, they're pre- they're prepping you. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what? Like, I don't know. Like, you're you have you have bigger dreams than this, but you gotta learn. Like, I don't know. And you learn the habits. Like, that's why a lot of these guys are ready to play immediately because they develop the habits at because you can't survive at Alabama without good habits. Like, I don't yeah. know. They don't let they don't let dudes coast there, and yeah. and that's why I think. I think that's a lot of the reason why, like, there's a lot of talented players in college football. It's just, just not enough, like, dudes that are just, like, mentally and physically prepared for, like, I don't know, just the demands. Yeah, yeah, no, Alabama and, again, those those premier SEC teams are run like NFL teams. I mean, a lot of those teams have former NFL coaches on the staff, so they're run like NFL teams. So those guys are, you know, usually more ready to, to uh, embrace the program. And, again, you, I think you'll see it with the Kobe Dean and, and obviously, Jordan Davis and a bunch of other guys that the that, um, Eagles have drafted recently. I do want to talk about Jalen Rager because he is listed as the top kick returner and punt returner 
on the team. All right, so that's who I need to put in Madden then. Yes. Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. I can't put Britton Covey there. I got to put Jalen Rager. Not yet. Jalen Rager's there now, but again, unless he gets traded, Jalen Rager is your kick returner and punt returner, barring something happening um, in in the preseason. One last note about the preseason. 5.7 million people tuned into that awful, dreadful, hideous. Rain delayed. Rain delayed. Rain delayed. No, like, I, like once a rain delay came, I'm like, you know what? This is God telling me I should not watch this game. What else you had? What else were you doing? No, I, no, I doing? was on Instagram looking at sneakers. But I, I oh, mean, like, okay. so, but I feel like I don't know. Like in a microcosm, that's what the NFL is—a game that was literally one of the worst things you could probably watch as, as a sporting event. Just Correct. hit it in the surface. Got almost six million people. Correct. You don't. You, the NBA wasn't getting that for playoff games. Baseball doesn't get that for playoff games. Like, I don't know this, like, this is how much of a strike. And like, I, people can tell me it's the betting and a lot of, but there weren't that many people betting on this game. It's just, it it literally (laughs) is ingrained in your brain to say, you know what, no matter how terrible it is, hon, put the game on, even if we're just chatting. Like, I don't know. I want to just, cause people are going to see, yo, is this my fantasy breakout? Is this like I don't know, like, because you can't tell me that there were like I don't know every all the five point seven million people were Jags or Raiders fans. No, no, there are no Jags fans. So <laughs> you can't tell me there's five point seven million Raiders fans who were dying to see the Raiders play their first of four preseason games the other night. No, you can't. You didn't even get Devontae Adams. You didn't get Devontae Adams. You got Josh Jacobs, which I was I was a little surprised at, but I mean, like, you didn't get. You like, wanted to see Amir Abdullah. You wanted to see like <laughs> did, did did Mariota even play? Uh, I don't think he did. I don't think he didn't no. even get the backup. Yeah, I don't even think Mariota played. So, yeah, no, the NFL, the average NBA game, a uh, regular season game last year, averaged 1.6 million viewers. So you got 5.7 for the first preseason NFL game versus 1.6 for the average NBA national TV game. Just putting the numbers out there. You can make of them what you wish. I'm not judging, casting spurs on anybody. It is what it is. All right, it's time to no, talk some baseball. No, I'm sorry. Like, does this take like decades to like just have this psychology of just yo know, people are just watching absorbing anything NFL really because it wasn't always like this. No, yeah, it's only been I can't imagine like two decades maybe. Yeah, maybe the the twenty the two thousands maybe because I don't maybe late nineties maybe twenty five years if you want to put a number on it. I don't think it was like this thirty years ago. So yeah, at some point in the last two you know twenty five years, Americans got obsessed with football. I, I'm not <laughs> sure how and why or whatever. Maybe they got was less obsessed with baseball or less. No, obsessed no, with other sports, and like but... I feel like I don't know. This is a good coral, like I don't know, transition into um this baseball thing because I feel that like I don't know, like people are like talking it like because because I thought this because like I don't want, but I don't I don't like 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 peeing in like people's Cheerios about the Phillies because people are excited about the Phillies. Knock yourself out. I care less. Like I I generally. But I think this is me more not even saying the Phillies. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't care who's on the team. Like, I don't know. Some of those guys kind of suck. But, like, I don't know. Every team, like, kind of sucks. But for me, the product of baseball, like, I feel that, like, there just aren't enough casual baseball fans. Like, I don't know. I feel like you got your diehards and people on Twitter. But how many people are just casually following baseball? Or, like, like, casually following the league? Because I, I don't feel that there's a lot of base like are there Phillies fans that watch baseball? I don't think there are. No, I don't think there I don't think there ever have been. And that was that was really my response to the whole Jimmy Rollins thing, just to kind of set everything up. The Phillies, 62 and 49 as we record this episode, winners of eleven out of their, their last 13, 41 and 20 in their last 61 games, and 24 and 14 without Bryce Harper. Now earlier this week, Jimmy Rollins, Phillies legend went on Twitter and said, you know, in most uncertain terms, there are too many empty seats in Citizens Bank Park. You know, the place gets jumping, you know, everybody gets excited, you know, that kind of spurs the team on the victory. I think the the, the main, I won't say problem, I think the reason is, I don't know if there's that many, quote-unquote, baseball fans in Philadelphia. No, there aren't. There I, think aren't. There, I think there's good, I think there's playoff baseball fans in Philadelphia. I think I think when the Phillies are good enough to be a, a like a, a legit playoff team, people will show up. I don't know if people but are. Is concerned, that, are, are but isn't are, that kind of fugazi? Uh, 
Look, no. Like, uh, are there more casual basketball fans than there are casual baseball fans? In this city? In this city and in general. In this that's a good question. But yeah, base see it's so hard to say in baseball. No, because I, again, like, I I don't think that baseball was always this regional. Like I don't know, like I don't know. Like when I was a kid, even in the nineties, like right. I I don't I don't know who any of the like this dude from the Mariners who like is this speed on, I never heard of him until like a month ago. Like I don't know, and I'm a sports freak. Right. Like I don't know, like something ha- like like with like I feel like the maybe they're related. Like I don't know the decline of just overall national relevancy, and I don't like I don't know whatever that means. Like I don't know baseball teams still make money, and they like I don't know like the team like. But I did see that the regional TV deals are are very good. Like I don't know, but mm-hmm. but like, but is that how to? Is that a good way to like build a sport if you're interested in building a sport? Like I don't know, like where you just have a region of fans just because I don't think Phillies fans or like I don't think a lot of Phillies fans will like I don't know stay up to watch I don't know Friday night baseball when like the Mariners are playing I don't know the Angels like I mean how many Phillies fans will stay up or like I don't know watch a Shohei Atani game on ESPN. Yeah, not not many. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think I, I'll say I'll say I think that wasn't things. always the case. Like I don't know, no. Phillies fans when we were growing up would say, "Yo, w- let's watch Griffey. Let's watch." Like I don't know, but, something but, happened where like but, you only started caring about your crew. But no, see, back then we were Phillies fans and baseball fans. Now I think the hardcore people are just Phillies fans. Yeah, and no, think, but what happened? I think people. I really think people just decided to you know focus their attention on other things. Like I really and just think one, it's... Yeah, no, I feel like one, the sport of baseball is terrible. Like, I don't know everything that like, you know, how like sports evolve. Like, right. I don't know, like everything evolves. Like, I don't know, like, and like Basket- really... basketball's evolved over the last yeah. 20 Football's years. Evolved. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Right. You just like everything. I, I, I'll i say almost, I'll say almost everything about baseball has devolved. Just the, 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 the type of player that is around. It's all strikeouts and home runs. Mm-hmm. There's no strategy. Or no, there is strategy. There's too much there's like there's too much strategy involving the manager about pitchers. Like I don't know. Like that's not good. Where like everything is a swing or a homer. Like I don't know. But, like I, I had to ask someone it's like do people still basis? They're like no. no I'm like no that's still basis. Then Vince Coleman would like if you told me this drives me bonkers, I would. I wish I had a my own pie to talk, just ramble for five hours. So you're telling me a guy like Vince <laughs> Coleman would be irrelevant in in today's baseball. yeah, like like because most teams just think you know running the bases runs you out of runs you out of innings. So most teams would be like, nah, Vince, like you and your 130 stolen bases, like forget all that because that don't mean anything. Ricky Henderson, Ricky, Stinky <laughs> Henderson would be devalued. In that, that just shows you. That just is insanity. Like, I don't yeah. know. You like you can't say that, like, in, in another league. Oh, yeah, Bob Cousy wouldn't be good. Into, Bob Cousy would be good in any era. Like, I don't know. El Jabal would be. like. But for you can emphatically say that a guy like Ricky Henderson, one of the greatest players of all time, would be like, nah, I don't think he'd be that good. I'm like, like don't, steal, don't steal bases, Ricky. Like, yeah, no, no. Like, I don't know. Like, don't try to extend an inning. Don't try to like I don't know add another base. Don't get the scoring the odds, position. You know, just get yeah, hang out. Odds and and one every pitcher like throws 180 miles an hour. Right. This is nuts. Yeah, yeah. Everybody throws 100 now. That's the thing. Like back then, you know, back when you know when we saw like, a guy hit 100, we're like, wow. It's like it was like, like Randy line. Johnson. Like was, there yeah. are like 30 Randy Johnsons. No, every team has a guy who throws 100. Like every single team has a guy who throws. Like it's not a novelty anymore. So like you said, like it's all strikeouts and home runs. Like there's no in between. And it's like, all right, I'm going to watch a you know a three hour, three to hour, fifteen minute game of either long balls or strikeouts. Like this isn't you know that no that no like for a casual fan, not me. Like I don't know, like I don't know for just a a fan that's looking to be entertained, that kind of knows some of the players and like like just wants to be entertained. That's not entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like I think your casual fan can find entertainment more. Well, definitely in a game of football. Like I, I feel like I feel like football is catered to it like. The most casual fan can enjoy a football game without n- not knowing much. Like I don't, know. and I think like I don't. Know, casual fans can enjoy basketball. The casual fan can't enjoy baseball. I can't. Like I breathe 
support, and I can't watch a game. But I'll, I'll say this about the Phillies fans specifically, though. If this team is still 15 games over 500 a month from now, and they're still in the playoff race, and they're still, you know, hunting for a wild card, you're going to get 35,000 people down there. Like, you won't bang it out, but you'll get a decent crowd. I no, think when, what, the, when this team is really good, they'll show up. But, no, but, like, is it a lack, is it a lack of believing that yeah. the team is legit? Is it, like, yeah. the years of, like, just not being – so so they haven't had a lot of goodwill for a fan to say, you know what, kids, Joey, I'm tired of sitting at on my chair – in this air conditioned house, I'm. Well, let's bring out, let, let's bring out the pipsqueaks and let's pile the car up and let's spend three hundred dollars. No, because I feel like that's a lot of it. Is like I don't know, like, because we've been to Sixers games. Sixers games have been sold out for years. Like I don't know, but I feel like they've built up enough goodwill with the fans to say, you know what, we're good. You're gonna have a good time. Yeah. And like the the, the Phillies aren't there yet. Yeah, yeah like, like, like the Sixers have consistently been very good, like consistently, yeah. and it's twenty thousand fans, and it's half you know half as many dates. So it's like it's like the money wise, a little bit different. But yeah, the consistent like well, you're still Sixers good. Well, you're still forking over a decent amount of coin, right? Like, I'm saying, know, but like, I'm saying like it's easier to get twenty thousand people out forty times a year than it is to get thirty thousand people or thirty five thousand people out eighty one times a year. So it's a little bit different. But that being said, the Sixers have consistently given us a good product for quite some time especially during the Joel Embiid era. So you know when you go to a Sixers game, all right, it's going to be a good night. Phillies, who the heck knows if it's not Wheeler or Nola or Gibson maybe on the mound, you know, what you're going to get. But I think, again. It's a lack of belief then. Yeah, I guess a month from now, this team is still good and in the hunt. You'll get 35. And you should because, again, this team is, you know, has will by that point will have proven that they're legit. No, I feel like it's that chart of, like, I don't know, like, like the later it goes, you're more willing to spend, like, I don't know, you're more willing to go, go to a game. And, one, like like you said, the extenuating factors is this organization has been kind of a clown show for the last five, six years. Yeah. So people aren't willing to like invest money. Like, it's like, I don't know, time is like sports time is like, I don't know, you just sit on your couch and you and you play on your phone. But like making a trek to the stadium, yeah. that's like, I'm, that's real investment for me. Like, I don't know, that, yeah. yeah. That's a commitment. Speaking of the Phillies being a clown show, thank you for the segue. Um, Phillies brought in Pete Rose this weekend, this past weekend, for Alumni Weekend as he honored the 1980s Phillies World Championship team as his first appearance at the ballpark since he was banned from baseball. Hopefully last. Uh, more than 30 years ago. He was supposed to be part of Alumni Weekend in 2017, but that was scrapped because uh, the word came out of an inappropriate sexual relationship with a woman back in the mid-70s. Five years ago, babe. Yeah, in the mid-70s years. when the woman was 16 years old. Uh, he was asked by Phillies writer Alice Coffey about um, his appearance um, and whether or not that would send a negative message to women. And he said, quote, no, I'm not here to talk about that. Sorry, it was 55 years ago, babe. He later told AP writer Dan Gelston, quote, who cares what happened 50 years ago? You weren't even born. Apparently, someone told Pete Rose he was out of pocket. He went back to Alice Coffey and tried to apologize to her and asked if she would forgive him if he signed her they signed a thousand baseballs for her. Which 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 sounds like it would be the weirdest part of the day, but it wasn't because well, he, but like I don't know, but like like this is all this is all in the Pete Rose playbook of being a scumbag. Like, real I don't quick, know. Before, you, before you go, I just want to the one last thing. He, he goes on after all this happens. He goes on NBC Sports Philadelphia, drops an S bomb, and then he makes more inappropriate comments that they have to edit out of the rebroadcast of the show. You had a very good comment about Pete Rose about not taking responsibility for anything in life. So I want to turn over the platform to you. No, I, I know. Like, like is Pete Rose like the worst human being that's ever been involved with sports? Of course not. I just hate victim playing. Like, I don't know when you, when everything that er, mostly everything, I'll say everything, everything in your career that has been, that has happened to you, unfortunately has been your doing and you like, I don't know the betting, like, I don't know. And it only took what 25 years. And he, and has he ever really said why he did it? He's like, I did. It was it, 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 like, I don't know. I didn't think it was, it was a big deal. No, Pete, no, I want like, and like, I don't know. And like, just everything about Pete Rose, like, I don't know, like, he's made his his own bed for the last 35 years. And just the whole, just, just, I don't know, just wanting to lash out is just, just makes it, just makes him more just nauseating. And like, I don't know. And shame on the Phillies for even entertaining, bringing him back. 
I just like no, like I, I like, but one, this is just this is just baseball just being tone deaf as usual. Like, I don't know. They just they just don't know how to move on because I feel a lot of these decisions baseball and the Phillies make is to keep that old fan base happy. And they need to stop with that. Like, I don't know. Like, do you need to try to make every site demographic happy? Sure. But can we just like, I don't know, stop with like, I don't know, just the doubling down on these, I'll say it, boomers. Like, I know, like, because <laughs> you see a lot of it. Like, I don't know, people are like, oh, yeah. And I don't think this is just social media. I feel a lot of older fans will say, oh, who cares what he did? Like, I don't know. Just like, I don't yeah. know. Let's just talk about the baseball. And baseball is going to be forever trying to keep those people in. And at some point, those fans aren't going to be fans anymore for the obvious reasons. And it's just, they just, baseball just refuses to just move on. Like, I don't know. Just try to add, like, no. And I feel a lot of the reason why they don't market is like, because you hear a and this is not like I don't know. This is real life. You hear a lot of oh man, like I don't know, play for the team, but like they just don't want it. it like baseball refuses to like individualize people. Like I don't know to like single out the stars, like Yakunias, like I don't know all this stuff. And it's like, can we? Because it looks like they're bigger than the game, which is like, which, which just drives me. Like it's like the phrase like cancel culture that makes my head want to just blow up. <laughs> it's like no, it's. It, it's just ba- baseball will continue to be its own worst enemy. And the Pete Rose thing is just example 8 million. Just to put a bonus, Pete Rose thing. I would like to know in the Phillies front office, whoever makes this, this decision, what changed between 2017 and now? Like what made you, what made you think that it's a culture, you know, what made you think that, you know, five years ago, this wasn't fine, but now five years ago, five fine. years later, fine. you're like, Oh, like, so every so 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 we as a people are more more amenable to a guy like Pete Rose right. coming around. No, I know. No, <laughs> it, it, it's like every it, it's like every company. It's like all right, it's not current because I feel like in 2017 that accusation was relatively right. new. It was, yeah. And like I don't know, like time has passed. They think like I don't know. No, like I don't know. Like this is, but like I don't know. But I feel like they didn't think. Like I don't know. I think. Well, no, shame on them for even thinking of this. They they didn't think Pete would super embarrass him like that. They did. They just thought like I don't. Know, they thought in five years he might have a canned like I don't know politically correct like statement. <laughs> but I mean, like this is the same guy that like I don't know like got tombstone powdered by Kane and bet on baseball as a manager. Like I don't like see this is where like I don't know like I like people will debate the whole Pete Rose like I don't know dude he was a manager that bet on baseball like I don't know and. Ever since he did that, his life and his career has gone downhill, and he deserves every sort of criticism and just dumping that he gets every day of his life. Well, he will sign a thousand baseballs for you if he does something that's very terrible. No, but he's so oblivious. Like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) no, but I feel like it's a lot of, and and a lot of these old baseball players, it's that whole, like, I don't know, macho row. Like, I don't know when, when, when guys used to be guys, cause yep. that's a thing. No, I, like, I, I mean, like, you gotta be honest about these, <laughs> that, that demographic where they feel like, I don't know, like, let's, let's stay in 1985. We're like, I don't know where, where, where it, where, where it was great. That's all I got. <laughs> well, we only have about 30 seconds or so left, but I do want to mention once again, that more personal payments by Vince McMahon were found on the books of World Wrestling Entertainment. An additional $5 million in payments from 20, yeah, 2007 and 2009 were found. So now we're up to a total of $19.6 million of settlement payments made by Vince McMahon. Um, also, John Laurinaitis was fired from his role at WWE. So it seems like there is still yet more fallout to come from this whole Vince McMahon investigation. Um, if we hear anything more, we will definitely let you know. But we have a lot to talk about next week on the show um, because, again, we will have an Eagles football game to discuss and we'll have some plenty of other stuff to kind of get into as well. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Again, wherever you listen, 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to the Broad Street Line. Until next week, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys.
Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So, yeah, I used the savings from switching to Progressive 50 years ago to finally buy my dream car. It's a self-driving flying car, but we just say self-flying now. You know, because it's the future, and cars fly in the future. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary.